0: This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend, Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower, an add-on to an existing burn building or connex setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, From Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at affordabledrilltowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American fire service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service, organizations such as the Joey D. Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoce's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job So check them out, Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers. And let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter owned and operated business as well as a family run business. And that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand paint radio straps. I promise you it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good and so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather. There's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio Platform and give him a little pluck and tell him keep up the good work. We need to support our firefighter-owned businesses and especially family-run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees. So again, Ridgeway Leatherworks. Check him out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com and find him on all your social media channels. Hey everyone, Jeremy, National Fire Radio, the podcast. Today, this ugly mug looking across from me on the camera here. Robert ah. James, RJ, Capital Fire Training, LLC, Frederick County, Maryland, loves the rescue squad, but you're homeless right now, buddy.
1: I am. I'm homeless. I, uh, you
0: just said to me, the lie. I do my best work that way. Yeah. What does that mean?
1: I'm a, I'm a gypsy, bro. Ah. I, my, I go to the next spot. You know what I mean? Why I is it, that? F- yeah. Why do you love that? Because I can affect more people when I move. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I love training. I love talking about the job. I love doing stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, like, don't get me wrong, bro. I love the squad. I was assigned a squad three for eight years. Uh, and I, I worked with great people, uh, loved it. I went a lot of fires. Right. But, um, I was stationary, man. And I, you know, I worked in a house on market street for eight years and, I didn't get out, didn't get a chance to see people unless I was running into the more calls. And it was only the people that I was running it with in that battalion or on legit shit. And so, uh, you know, when I got promoted, I got bumped up into uh, a battalion spot where I float the battalion. Um, and now um, I get to see more people and I, uh, I spend more time with people. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I was telling somebody this the other day, I've learned so much more. About people than um, I could imagine, right? And so it's funny because I was telling somebody the other day, right? The guys who uh, uh we labeled as pieces of shit—they're actually really, really good, hardworking guys. And some of the guys that we thought were pieces of shit, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just—and it, it, and it, it goes the opposite way. The guys who were really—who we thought were the hardworking guys—are pieces of shit. So like I've learned so much more about people. It's actually humbled me so much more. Um, and I get to just spread around and just get to spend time with more people and train with more people, talk about the job with more people. I I've, I can infect more people, you know?
0: An infectious attitude is so important. You and I have talked about this at length. We've talked about this in your house, in your basement, in your man man cave that you're sitting in right now, at your bar, cracking cracking a cold one and sharing some stories. We've talked about it on the podcast previously. You've been on before with me. We've talked about it on the phone. We talk about it through text message, bro. I enjoy your excitement. There's something to be said for that, right? Like I I wrote down comfort, right? I I put homeless. I circled it on my pad and then I put comfort, (laughs) meaning a lot of people probably wouldn't want to float around because you have to work at that because you're not home. And so you can't get comfortable Right. And some people don't want to be comfortable. Most do. We are we are creatures of comfort. Yeah. But when you're yeah. bouncing, and you got new people on, it's sitting backwards behind you. You got a new chauffeur.
1: You got a different yeah. company. A different every neighborhood. Every tour. Hey, hey, but you know what? They're all mine. They're all mine. So like, you know, I bro, I go to every company, right? If they have a shirt, I buy a shirt. Now I'm I'm a part of the company for the day. So like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I have if they have a patch, I have a patch, bro. Like. They're mine for twenty four hours. I'm a part of it. I'm in it. I'm all in. Whatever, whatever the mission is for your company, I'm in. Unless it's something really egregious, I'm all in. Let's do it. So, like, bro, I have a box full of, full of shirts, <laughs> right? But like, yo, like if that, if I'm working at Company One, I'm wearing a Company One shirt today, right? If I'm working at you know Sixteen, I got a Sixteen shirt. If they have it, I got it, right? I have um my my helmet front is a, is a dry race joint. I just write the new number on wherever I'm at. I write the number on. That's where I'm, I'm with these guys for the day, bro. That's I'm, I'm that, I'm that guy of that company for the day. Now, like I tell people would I want to do this forever. No, not really, but I, I enjoy it. You know, I tell, I tell, I told somebody the, other day, the shittiest part of about being a, a float boss is a, a, about this time that we're getting ready to get into right now, right? Christmas season. I don't get invited to the Christmas party because I don't, I'm not a, <laughs> that's the only, that's the shittiest part about it. I don't have a home, so like, I don't get to go to the Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah. But like other than that, man, like I love it, bro. I don't have a locker. So what? Can
0: you can you affect change when you're bouncing?
1: Yeah. And in fact, I was telling some of the chiefs, you know, like, yo, you want a message to get out, like a good message, put it through your detailers. Put the mm. guys guy bounce around, right? Those are your those are your biggest, you know, advocates. Those are the guys that are gonna help you spread the word. Hey, like I I tell guys all the time, man, listen, man, I'm like the guy who uh is gonna help spread the word, right? And and, then, and and on the same token, don't get me wrong, you could also have bad guys spreading bad word. Sure. Uh, You know, it's one of those things, man, I love it, bro. I, I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't complain.
0: You get the, spread. you can spread the good. You can get the, you can get it spread out. But the other thing I think too, which is really cool, is you get to do recon. Yeah. Like you get to like absorb what's happening in different parts of the county and different companies between different, bosses and chauffeurs and senior guys and junior guys like you can really a guy that's willing to float like that and will become part of each company when he's there has a little more buy-in from those people and i think that the recon that you can bring back from that is huge not just for yourself but also for the department
1: yeah and you know the guys are trying to do it out out of me too hey man what do you
0: know ah that's yeah yeah 100 (laughs) percent
1: yeah, you're floating around, man. What have you heard? What's mm. going on? You know, what's that? You know, and so yeah, it goes, it goes both ways.
0: So, what does that look like? Just right now, it's a floating position. Eventually, you'll find a home. Is that how it works? Through you yeah, know, yeah, I
1: could put in. I haven't put in to go anywhere. Um, I mean, I could put in to to go somewhere. Um, you know, right now, a lot of the good spots are are already filled with with yeah. people. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, spots open up as guys get promoted or retire off the job. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's that's cool, bro. And I, honestly, I feel like. I owe it to the department too, right? So like, you know, when you get promoted on our job, everybody knows when you get promoted on your, on a job, you get, you get bounced out. Um, I feel like I owe it to the department to go around and do work for them and help them out a little bit. Cause you know, that that's where they need these people to cover these holes. Why not do it for a little while, help them out. And then when I do go to put in to go somewhere, I can say, Hey, look, man, I floated. I so far I've been floating for three years. I got promoted in 21. Right. So I've been floating for three years and, uh, you know, I can say, look, man, I promoted for four, five, six years and I did did my part. I would like to go here. Please consider me for this position. Uh I always look at it as a consideration, right? I don't not telling anybody anything. I'm just like, hey, please consider me for this. I would like to if I could. If I can't, no big deal. Um You said I you owe it. Huh? You said you owe it to the department. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because uh, I can't be one of those guys. I never have been and never will be one of those guys who is take, take, take without give, give, give. Um, And I think that that sometimes becomes a problem for any department. Hey, what can the department do for me? What can they give me? What can I get out of them? Um, But in, in turn, I, I tell people all the time, ask yourself, what have you done for the department? What have you given? What have you done? What extra collateral duties have you done? You know, I, I do a lot. I'm not trying to brag about myself, but I I feel like when it comes time to to ask for something, I can say, hey, listen, uh, I I've done this, this and this without complaining. Um, I've done that, that and that. And I, you know, did everything with 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 a smile on my face. Please consider me for this, you know, mission over me, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's about. I mean, listen, you sit here and say that I probably can say that 80 percent of the time.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that are me over mission. It's what can I get out of it? What do I need out of it? And it's not so much what can I do for the department? How many guys say I owe the department that? You've been floating for three years. It's part of your makeup, though, too, because I know for you, you you need that challenge because it makes you better. You also need to be a part of that mission. I know how proud you are to be a firefighter in Frederick County, but I also know that it's a moment for you because you need you need it
1: yeah and and it's honestly bro it's humbled me quite a bit mm. like, like i said i i've learned about people in this course of traveling but i've also learned so much stuff that i've forgotten on the job right i was assigned to squad three man we only ran fires and wrecks and and maybe occasionally uh hazmat or or a bigger scaled incident sounds like a terrible but, place to be but you forget about the little calls. Right? <laughs> yeah, I get it. You forget it. about the nuisance calls, yeah. the little service calls. You forget about those things because you don't run them. And then now as I float around the county, I'm running those calls, right? So now I have to lean on my my chauffeur or backstep guys who have knowledge in those run-of-the-mill calls that they run all the time that I didn't. Uh, you know, you lean on the guy who's in the back that's a plumber when you run the service call, right? You lean on this guy who's driving, who's an electrician you know, when you're running this this kind of call. And and so those little calls that I've forgotten about or, you know, may have not run so much, now I'm starting to run back being, you know, in the general pop. It's it's nice to be humbled a little bit myself to have to lean on people with more experience in something than I have, you know?
0: You always been that way?
1: Um, I guess, no, not really. Because- like your,
0: your early days, right? When you were a young fireman, did you respect and understand the value that The other guys around you brought especially on mundane and routine things right
1: as a young guy man you just you're just out here running calls and you think you know everything Mm. you know what i mean um and i think as i've gotten older and learned the things that i i thought i knew that i really did not um i think it's it's become one of those things we have a moment we're like oh man i really need to uh to key in on some people or other people who, who might have more knowledge about something than me. I'm every day is a learning process for all of us. Right. So, you know, you got to leave. You let it be right. And that's what I'm saying. You got to yeah. be willing. Absolutely, bro. But no, I like it, man. It's, it's cool. I like floating like, like the biggest inconvenience is having to, having to travel with all your stuff, right? You have your your work bag, your gym bag, you have your, your linens, your gear. So, bro, I found a I found a company that makes bags. I went them and I brought all of my stuff that I bring to work. I put it all on the table and said, hey, can you make me a bag to fit all this stuff? So now I, <laughs> I carry one bag, fits everything in it, and I'm good to go. Let's yeah. go.
0: <laughs> that has got to be, I mean, for you to walk in. I, here's the thing, though, too. You have a personality about you and you have a way about yourself that you become, I, I felt the first time I met you, I felt super comfortable with you. You have this inviting attitude and way about you that is really consuming. And um, you can certainly affect change by popping in and out of these different companies across the county, there's no doubt, as a covering boss, because you have that personality. But I think on top of the personality, you have the buy-in. Like, you, you love this job. And you love the people that love this job.
1: Yeah, man, I, I, bro, you, I, God, man, you, you're making me feel. Uh, why? Uh, I, it's it's a it's a
0: compliment for sure, but it's but it's it's obvious not? to me.
1: Why not? Yo, that, we all signed. Yes. we all we signed up for this, right? We signed up to want to help people. We signed up to to do this job, bro. And and and, you know, it's one of those things like, this is what we signed up to do. I get to do it. I get to do it with. You just did a podcast with one of my friends. I get to do it with all all these cool guys. Like, what is there not to like? You know what I mean? And then don't get me wrong. You know, we all have our moments where this could be better and we wish it was this way or that way. But that's because everybody's passionate. Everybody cares. And this is business is a type A job, right? So like everybody cares. Everybody wants the best and everybody's way might be the way or they think might be the better way. But I, I was telling somebody the other day, it's because it's out of passion. It's because you care so much. That's why. And and what's not? You know, and, and I think about it. Look at all of the people that you've been around in the fire service, even before uh, you've taken on National Fire Radio. Think of all of the people you've have, you have 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 you been around growing up in the fire service, right? And then think about all of the people you've met from National Fire Radio and, and, and attach that to those pe- people you knew before, right? And now put this in perspective for one second. Think about the people who are not even here anymore, right? So those people that are not even here anymore, right? It can all be over for any one of us tomorrow, right? So do I have the time and energy to be running around negative and and all of this stuff when it could be all done tomorrow? Depends on you know your focuses. I mean? Yeah. So why not, man? Life's too short to be unhappy. Life's too short to to just spend negative energy and. and, and <laughs> People spend more time on negative energy than they do on positive. It's everywhere. Negative, I don't have time for that, bro.
0: <laughs> it's I. You know, it's easier said than done. I, I will tell you this. You 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 said a couple of things that really piqued my thinking. My brain is constantly spinning, and my life before National Fire Radio, my life now. It's almost six years doing this. Um, I am in a such such a better place today than I've ever been, and I can't even begin to tell you what National Fire Radio has done for me as a person, right? It's made me a much better person. It's I have some of the best friends in the world in the last six years that have become my everything, and I never had that before up until I've been able to do this, right? I have friends, all countless friends all over the country that I could pick up the phone and call, and I know they would be there at a moment's notice. I don't have that much or that many at home. Right. When you think about it and you break it down as you get older, your friend group thins out greatly. And then it comes down to a handful of people that you can count on for your worst day, if that. Right. And so for me, I'm now at that place where I have some of the most amazing people in my life and I am so protected and guarded of that because they give me so much value. I talk about doing episodes like this and just catching up with you, man. You and I, like the first time we met, it was like, this guy, I I want you in my life. I want RJ in my life. Like, you're important to me. And what you do for me, um, the other day, Plain and simple. I, I know I'm bouncing all over because my brain's spinning on this topic. But the other day, out of the clear blue, you sent me a text message. And it was a picture of me from something I posted online. It was me teaching uh, one of my courses or one of my classes at a, or doing a keynote, whatever the frig it was. And you sent me a, a picture of it from Instagram. And you circled one of my slides that had the word authenticity behind me. And you sent yeah. that to me. And you, you gave me just a, a quick, like, two-sentence thing. Yeah. That means the world to me. You know, like moments like that are so important because it tells you that the person on the other end values enough of you to take a second to say hello. I do.
1: And 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 and, and, and mm. I think about it, right? And man, I tell you, it's and 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 we're talking about it now and you don't realize it's and you may not even realize why I sent it, but we're even talking about it, right? So authenticity man like you just said even if your, your, your friends stand out right and it's because of the people who are just really genuinely good authentic people yeah and you you're talking about something else or in your presentation and i'm looking at this and i'm looking at that slide and i'm like look at that right there on that slide that he's probably even talking about something else it says authenticity on his slide and that's it man like we only want to keep uh company with people who are authentic people who are real people who have the same mission have the same drive people who motivate us pick us back up when we're down um that's 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 what it is man I, a lot of that.
0: you know it's amazing so how this all started right i mean i kind of took this all over the place when you said this but you know it started about you know people that want to make you better and and you know and so on and The thing is, is like I find myself today not even getting caught up in conversations that are not positive, meaning there's so much negativity around us at every turn. Are you going to focus in on that and make that a part of your life or are you going to put that negativity to the curb? And for me, I can promise you this. There are people I don't even talk to or engage much with anymore because I'm so tired of the toxicity of what they've done. And it could be in the firehouse. It could be in their personal lives. It could be in your friendship with them, with their spouse, with their children, whatever it is. I don't have time in my personal life anymore to allow for people that don't help me be better. I don't want them in my life. And I've found there are places and corners that I go to in my life that it's full of those people that the negativity is so apparent and so upfront that I've walked
1: away from it. Yeah. It, it could, it, it, and, and bro, it, it, it happens in the firehouse, right? 100%. I, I, I can, and I, I travel around the county. We talked about this, but I travel around the county and I can sit at the kitchen table and I, for the first five to 10 minutes of my morning lineup, I'll listen to what people are talking about and then I'll shut it down. If it's not, if it's not positive, I'll shut it down. And then I can say, you know what, I gave them 10 minutes to get it off their chest. All right. But now we got to get on with the rest of the 24 hours because, it's contagious. Right. And I've noticed, I noticed this years ago, you can get one guy, guy can have two years on a job. Right. And he talks so negative about everything else because all the people around him talk negative about it's so contagious. Right. And so like what I try to do is I try to reverse that. Right. What's the positive. Let's talk about positive. Like, how can we be better? How can we make ourselves better? How can we make each other better? And then you just create that spin. Like, don't get me wrong. It's the fire service guys need to talk. And there's there's always some kind of negative. I've I've even been that guy.
0: A hundred percent.
1: We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty bad. of it. Like, hey, man, like if I sit here and just spew this, I'm I'm supposed to be a leader in my department. I'm supposed to be a leader in my community. I'm supposed to be a leader within my family. I'm supposed to be a leader on a national platform. What does it look like by me just spewing negativity? Right. That's not that's not the quality traits of a leader. And I have to remind myself that sometimes, man. Hey, man. I'm a leader. Be a, be a leader. Take a leadership role. Hey, shut this down. Let's go. We got to move on with the
0: day. I think people, too, have to understand one thing, that if you surround yourself with losers, you're going to be a loser. Right? That's yeah. just fact, right? Fact. But the other thing, too, is people that focus so much on the negative, people that are constantly looking at situations and taking the half empty instead of the half full approach, they don't bring much value to any of the conversations. And I watch this in the firehouse. I watch this on the fireground when you have negative people it is consuming and it can very quickly. I talk about this in my program where I talk about, you know, all the blood, sweat and tears from, from the generations prior that built the fire company, built the fire department, whatever it is. All that work over 50, 60, 75 years can be torn apart in six months. If we're not protective of the foundation from which we come, it can be torn apart very quickly. Take that fast forward to the firehouse or the fireground today That negativity runs rampant because it's easier to hop on board and talk shit than it is to find a positive way to restructure and come out stronger. When you look at some of the best firehouses in the country, there are no losers in those firehouses. Those are people that are picking one another up. Those are people that are promoting the betterment of the job and society. They want better and they work hard at pushing themselves to be better. And I watch all these fucking losers talk about wanting to be in a better firehouse. A better firehouse would shake those fuckers out so fast because they wouldn't tolerate what they spew. That's what we need. We need, we need a positive environment that gets rid of the shit bags and losers. We need a positive environment that picks people up, promotes the betterment of the job, promotes a positive conversation, and the negativity will go away. We don't tolerate bullshit in a positive environment. It just can't flourish there.
1: It can't. And and honestly, bro, you know, Frederick's a very, very big county. Um, We have a lot more uh, I would say, less desirable stations than we do um, most. right? It's We've anywhere. Got- you got A, B, C and D yeah. companies. It's <clears throat> anywhere. Yeah. And, and so it's hard. Right. But here's the deal, man. You could even and I, I love the one this this thing about Frederick is we have a lot of what we would call our slower stations where they're, they're not turning and burning all day long. Like like some of the city stations. And, and, and honestly, I was telling somebody the other day, man, if I never got reassigned back into the city, Uh, for the rest of my time on the job, I spent more time as a fireman in the city than I would as an officer. Right. And so I feel honored that I was able to be afforded that time to that I did have. And I, I can sleep well knowing I took a great advantage of that time when I did have it. And, and our department is so young now that we have younger officers, even working at these less desirable stations where they're not busy per se, but they're working in, um, these slower stations with better attitudes. They want to train. They want to work. They want guys that want to work. They want girls that want to work. So now these less than the desirable or these slower stations are actually good houses. They're actually good houses because of just the attitude and the atmosphere that 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 these people are bringing to those companies. Now they're, nobody really even cares that they ran three calls for 24 hours. They had a good time while they were there. They they, they trained. Everybody was happy to be there. They, you know, they it's just, it's, it's a common thing in my department. They're contributing. Whether yeah. you're running three runs or 22
0: runs in a 24-hour tour. Yeah. If it's a if it's a good environment and it's a place that you want to be at, you will find ways to succeed. And if it's not running 22 runs and you're only running three, it might be a little bit more training. It might be more activities together. It might be playing basketball outside as a group. Whatever the frig it is. To fill the time, why wouldn't? Why do we want to be in a place where we don't want to be? Like why? Like why would I want to be in a
1: firehouse if it's not a place that I want to be at? Like you know, I-, I think a lot of times, bro, some people don't realize what kind of environment they've made. Oh, that's good. Go 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 go. So so like a lot of times you can fall. You could fall out of a groove, right? Like you can you can fall out of a out of a out of a groove. You may not have trained. To, you don't feel like training today. You know what? Next year, I don't feel like training next shift. And then you get into this groove where you just, you know, you're not, you don't realize you're talking bad. You don't realize you, you're, you're negative. And then you don't realize that you've now, again, it's contagious, right? So now you don't realize that all the other people in that place or that spot have become a part of what you have started or made. So now you have a, a company or you have a shift that's like that. And I'm not saying any, anything in particular about where I work at, but I'm just saying that People just sometimes don't realize it. Bro, I've been that guy. I've fallen out of a groove, right? But here's the thing. Like I was telling somebody, I, I, I have such a high standard for myself. I want to be perfect. Will I ever be perfect? No, I won't. But I want to be, right? And I want to be I want to be so bad that when I come into work today and I'm just not feeling it, that my basic level of what I'm going to do even when I'm not feeling it is still high. So at the end of the day, right? Because I'll be, be honest with you, bro. I've talked to you plain. We wouldn't bullshit each other. There's some days I'm just not feeling it. All of us. All of us. But but I I still have a job to do. I'm still glad to be here. And my not feeling it level is still really good that you can walk out of there being like, man, I learned a lot from RJ today, man. He covered this. He talked about this. And I walk out of there being like, man, I wasn't feeling it yesterday. (laughs) Or
0: or we have such an environment that the days that we're off and we come in and all we want to do is sit there or we yeah. don't want to train, the crew around us picks us up and yep. allows us to find our way again, right? We're, none of us. I The program I do, the Bridging the Gap program, one of my first slides in big letters says, I'm guilty. It says, I'm guilty of everything I talk about today in this program. We all are. Nobody can walk that line where you're so good, so great. I have this podcast. I'm a fucking terrible father, husband, firefighter, but some days I'm good too. Like, and, and that is human being. That's being a human. That's being a person. We don't have, we don't ride highs all the time. We, we all have lows. We all have off days. We all have days. We don't want to get out of bed. That's, that's fact. It's how we manage that. It's how we deal with that. But if we have an environment around us, you allow yourself to be a part of environments around you that can pick you up or give you reminders when you're down, that's how we succeed. It's when we create an environment around us that does not support us. It's not conducive to me wanting to be my best is how we get the spiral into that abyss of being a loser.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. You're you're 100% right. And I guess the good thing for, for me is where I work at, our department is, I would probably say 60 to 65% fairly young. Um, and with that being it's exciting, thing, with that being the thing of our department, there's, there's, there are young people who want, 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 they want to learn, they want to train, they want to do this, they want to do that. And even, even something so small as just sitting here and asking somebody in a question, right. And you answering the question and you go into a little more detail with your experience and answering the question. And the guy walking by stops, here's what you're talking about. He backs up and then now he's listening. Now he sits down and the next thing you know, you didn't got a whole company sitting out there listening to you, which all started off with one question on the day. You weren't even feeling it. Right. And now everybody learned something and everybody walked away. And it's so simple.
0: Bro. I had a conversation. Yeah, One of our kids just got picked up. One of the volunteer kids got picked up. Uh, he's going down to Fairfax County um, and starting in January, which is super exciting. Um, yeah. Yesterday we're on a bullshit run and he's standing there with a set of irons. We're waiting for, I don't know, something. And he's standing there and I look and it's a pro bar, but it's got that uh that heavy duty like wrap on it. Not the not the aftermarket wrap. It's like a it's an oversized pro bar that's got the wider face and then it's got the like that heavy rubber grip that, that runs yeah, down yeah, it. Yeah. And I hate that because it adds so much weight to the bar. But the other thing too is it doesn't allow you to slide your tool down like your, your ax or whatever your striking implement is. It doesn't slide down because of the rubbers in the way. And so the kids, uh-huh. so I grabbed the bar from him and I said, Hey, I want to I said, do you realize that this bar has squared off edges and rounded edges? And he's like, what? And I said, look at this on the fork. It's squared off. So we can slide the tool down to strike against the actual fork, slide it down the shaft of the bar on the other end. I said, they're rounded, so and I'm sliding the, the flathead, and I'm showing him, like, it slides right off, slides right off. Like, you can't strike in that position, right? So I explained it to him, and I said, this is why this wrap is shitty, because I don't like it, because you can't slide your, your striking tool down the bar to get a good bite on a squared-off edge. He's like, I never, I never noticed that before. And I was like, yeah, they you can square off these edges so that it becomes a better striking platform and so on. So when you're in a tight position, it's it was a little, little moment. It was literally a 90-second conversation, and it was just cool because we're standing in the street waiting for a key holder or whatever it was, and it just was like a quick little conversation that he, knew, he didn't know. And I was like, yeah, it's just – and, like, we take for granted those little things that we know that we've picked up over the years, right? And
1: then it's like – we need to share that, and, and you'll see it come back tenfold. Fuck when yeah, you're, man! When you're minding your business one day, yes. And you see him telling somebody else or sharing it with somebody else, and and you just sit back and chuckle and be like, you know what, man? Yeah, I I, I, I helped. Yeah,
0: I could have just phone. I could have just leaned up against the bumper and waited, right? Yeah. But I was like, oh, it's, it's conversation. Because the other thing too is like engage each other, like have conversation, find things to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, we're waiting for a key holder. What do we talk about? Let's talk about the building construction. Let's talk about the neighborhood. Let's talk about the water supply. Let's talk about if we had a fire and it's a long setback. Like, it takes work. It takes engagement, right? The problem is, is so many don't want to put in the work. And again, I'm guilty. There are plenty of times that I do not want to put in the work. But when you do put in that work, Look what you just said. It comes back tenfold. It absolutely does. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and her crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space custom design one-offs to department orders they can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours customer service is what they pride themselves on and they provide nothing but top shelf product and service to their customers check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering they've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the national fire radio podcast and platform and taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours and we appreciate the support and for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFRSENTME. That's NFRSENTME for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. This episode is brought to you by the Affordable Pipe Prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I wanna hop into it real quick. It is designed with a four-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized schedule 10 pipe. The cart manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FPC connections, having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You can wheel the cart out that's on casters, you wheel it out into the parking lot, and that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew, info at AffordableDrillTowers.com. Ask for a demo, ask for information, or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the Affordable Standpipe Prop can do for you.
1: Yeah, and I think, but in our nature, Jeremy, like between you and I and all the company we keep, our, our not feeling like doing something is still to somebody else. We're doing so much. It's just we've our our own personal level is just lower than what we wanted because we're off today, but we we set a standard so high for our own selves that it's still good for other people.
0: I struggle. And, I struggle with that.
1: Yeah, but but we all I do. do bro. We, we yeah, all do. but that's because. But <clears throat> but at the end of the day, it's good. It's I I love when I walk out of work, and I feel like you know what, man. I I feel like I just didn't give them all I could have given them. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about it. I had that happen to me not too long ago. I'm like, man, you know what, man? I, I don't think I gave these guys all I could give them in this 24-hour. And then uh, I'm getting ready to wait. I'm waiting for my relief. And the other guy on the company that I was working with, his relief is there. And he said he's grabbing his gym bag. He goes, all right, LT. I, hey, man, it was good work with you. I had a blast, man. Thanks for all the little things you did. And, uh, hey, I hope to see you soon. And I was like, all right, bro, take it easy. And I'm thinking about it like he gained so much in that 24 hours. And, and I felt like I didn't give him enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just because our what, do you, is so high. what do
0: you do with that? If you have that day where you feel that you didn't give enough, is that fuel for you for next time? Yeah. What What do you do I, with yeah.
1: it? You just say and, and it is. It's fuel for me. Right. You know, and, and, I, and I say to myself, what was it that caused me to feel the way I did? Did I not get enough sleep the night before before I came in? What, what, I, what, did, what was it? Something that I was doing? What was what was it? Was it the atmosphere? What was it that made me feel like that? Because if that guy feels like that, the next time I come back around to this company on on my tour or when when I'm back, I want to make sure I I, I give that guy even more. Because he left feeling like he got something and I left feeling like I didn't give enough. So I want to make sure that I feel like I can give that guy even more next time I'm back. And then you think about it, man, then you start doing that a lot, right? It starts going around and around and you're like, you know what? All right, man, I'm back where I should be. Let's go. Let's fucking go. (laughs)
0: i I love it i mean you know listen i've seen you firsthand i mean you and i are friends and we've spent time together a couple times now and i just enjoy being in your company there's something about it
1: well i was getting ready to shut you off for a second and be like hey jeremy what did you want me on here for because i'm just enjoying listening to you right now and i'm just sitting here quiet while you're talking and i'm just listening to you and i'm like man jeremy's so right he's so right about this and i'm listening to you and i'm like wow man why don't he just talk and I just listen, because I listen to the <laughs> yeah. I, respect I you um, you know, it, it, I've
0: found, I have found by doing this that like, you know, I have a voice too. And I have opinions and ideas and thoughts also. And as much as I interview guests, I think it makes for a much better hour spent with us. If it's a conversation, I could, I can interview anybody. I can throw softball questions out. So tell me about your last fire. Tell me about your career. Tell me about your upbringing. And I do those softball questions every once in a while if we need to pivot or move. But what I find is you and I have been going for 34 minutes right now, recorded, and it's just been an awesome conversation. I didn't
1: realize it was that long. That's what I'm
0: saying. See, I I don't like the interviews. To me, this is that selfish endeavor I talk about on this podcast all the time. I need these conversations. And if I get on a rant, I'm going to rant. Because it fits the conversation. It's me and you making each other better. It's me and you pushing each other. It's me and you being interested in one another. It's us talking about our passion.
1: Yeah.
0: It fucking rocks, bro. Like, how how does it not? How does How does spending an hour with you today not be important to me? It's not going through the paces. This, to me, takes work. It takes effort. But when I get here, this hour with you is a fucking home run, bro.
1: Well, I appreciate that, man, and it's it's all because we're just genuinely yes, authentic, authentic people, authentic, and, and 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 that's that's I'll be honest, man. That's the company that I like to keep. That's the that's the mission that I strive for. Um, you know, and and I, I will honestly say the one good thing I love about the fire service, aside from my job, is the ability to travel and teach. And uh, I'm very very uh, if I can plug the guys from Capital Fire Yeah, Training. do it. Absolutely. I'm very, very humbled by the guys that all uh, teach for Capital Fire Training because every single person that I get uh, the pleasure to teach alongside with are authentic people, man. they are guys who uh, have been paid firemen. they are guys who have been volunteer firefighters. Everybody has some kind of volunteer experience. There are guys who um, are retired from the job. There's guys who have four to five years on the job and everybody brings something to the table and everybody's real and i don't i i, I tell every if any if there's people listening to this podcast they've they've taken a hands-on training with us they know from the beginning before we touch any tool the first thing we say is i am no better than you because i'm standing on this side teaching we're all here to learn and, and I am a, a genuinely per, good person who wants to learn from any and everybody. If you have something, share with me. I have something, I'll share it with you. And so that at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, and there is nothing in the fire service that we teach that I invented. Nothing. There's This shit's been around long before I got here. It's going to be here after I leave. But guess what? I found a cool way to deliver it. And so all of the guys that teach for capital all have their own cool ways to deliver this stuff that's been around long before we got here. Hopefully my cool way of delivering it sticks around and people take that cool way and then they make it cooler and and, and share that stuff. But everybody that I get the opportunity to teach with that teaches for capital, all are genuinely good guys that we all learn from. I, I, I get the opportunity to listen to some of these guys' stories from their department. And I say to myself, you know what, man, I can take that. And I can learn from that and I can help put that in my department or bring that to my department. Or I can do that myself to be a better person when that situation comes. Because the fire service is a, is a full circle, right? There's 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 not there's nothing that's brand new anymore, right? So everything's going to come back around and I can say, you know what, what did this guy have in his experience? What did I learn from him and what, what can I do to, to use that? And then I love when I do that shit at work and guys are like, hey, man, I, 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 I like how you handle that situation. Hey man, that was not me. That's somebody else that I learned from. You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about, man. Just being able to keep good company of guys who are just genuinely authentic guys, man. And that's one, one thing that keeps me motivated. And I, honestly, Jeremy, the fact that I get to travel so much with these guys all over, and it that is my my recharge. So that's why I can try to stay positive because I'm. You think about these conferences we go to, we we speak at, we teach at, we talk to people at. They're recharging for them, right? Just as much as they're recharging for me. I just came back from a conference last weekend in Providence. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm recharged. I'm ready to go to work. The unfortunate part is I'm off uh, for I work one tour between now and heading to West Virginia. But I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I do. RJ, I think a big part of this, though, is you got to get out of your own way. When we focus so much on us, on ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a double-edged sword because you need to focus on yourself. There are times that you have to focus on yourself and put everybody else second and put yourself first. I'm talking about in regards to the fire service. When you can get out of your own way, meaning when you can embrace those around you, you want people around you to do better than you and you can sit back and watch I will tell you some of the proudest moments I've had in life is watching those around me be so much better than me. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm an audience guy, man. As much as I'm out front, I mean this in in, in and I know it's hard for people to understand, but <clears throat> I don't I love talking. I love being on stage. I love presenting. I love doing a podcast. I love getting my thoughts and feelings out there. I think that I bring some type of value. Right, I do. I believe in my message and who I am and who I'm becoming. And I'm very proud of who I am and who I'm becoming. But man, do I like watching others succeed around me. And I am their biggest cheerleader. And I think that that's part of that whole like communicating is talking, but mostly when you communicate, 90% of communication is listening. I love to sit back and watch. I love to see others do well. I love to make connections, give people opportunities, put people together, and then sit back and watch the magic happen. The only way you can do that is when you get out of your own way. We get so caught up in our own shit that our stuff matters more than anybody else. When you can give it away, when you can give it all back and just be a part of the process instead of having to be the process you win, man. The reward is 10 times over. And I love watching people promote past me. I love watching businesses do better than mine. I love watching people do well because of their hard work, their friends, their comrades, their brothers and sisters that I value. And if they can do well in life because of their own hustle, I need to be their biggest fucking cheerleader. And if I want to do better, I need people like that in my life to push
1: me to be better. I mean, that's what it's all about. I I, I totally agree, man. And I, you know what, bro? I, I wanted to take the headphones off and just hang them up. And let you just talk and let me listen, bro. I didn't even realize I did that. I do that, man, and because I'm so in it. And like, I had a great buddy of mine, man. I great, great dude. He uh he he teaches for Capital. He taught his first lecture class this past weekend. He put together a engine company ops presentation. The guy has got a lot of experience. He never had anybody help him put it all down onto a PowerPoint. We spent weeks putting it together. And I literally was so proud to see this guy present this class. We got there. He set his computer up. And I said, Hey man, you good to go? I'm going to go sit in on one of these other classes. You good to go? He said, yeah, man, thanks a lot, bro. And I said, all right, cool. I'm going to sit in the back. I'm going to take a few pictures for him. And then I started Listening to his presentation, he's knocking it out of the park. And I'm sitting in the back, like, yeah, bro. And then I'm like, I never left. I yeah. never left the class. And and I and and I sat there and I learned so much from listening to him speak. This guy's younger than me. This guy has not been teaching longer than me. But I sat in the back, the last seat in the back, and I sat there and I learned so much from this guy. On Andrew, he's a fireman in Baltimore City. They go to fires twice a day. And I'm learning from this guy. And I'm saying to myself, This is what it's about, man. We learn from each other. And I say to myself, you know me, man, I'm big on lifting people up. I want everybody. I want everybody up. I want everybody to be lifted up. I want everybody to speak. I want everybody to share. But I'm saying to myself, man, this guy, he's he's, he's doing good. And and I'm I'm okay with people doing better than me. Because as long as they're authentic and they want to share what they know, what they're feeling, and give it to other people to do good with it. That's what we want, bro. And I'm okay if you're better than me. As long as your mission is like mine and it's okay, you can be better than me. That's all right. And uh, to be honest with you, I'd learn from him. The guy's younger than me. He hasn't been teaching longer than me. And when I tell him, hey, bro, I learned a lot. Thank you. You know, it means a lot to him. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> contentment, fulfillment, it's all things for me that I've come to understand is having tremendous gratitude for the process. And the people around me. And and um that they can be
1: better than us. We just want we 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 are
0: better than me. Like they are. I you know, I can think of you know, I got I still have all my fingers, right? So I got ten fingers. I can easily count ten people right now that are a hundred times better than me. Yeah. In all different facets, whether they're a better father. Better husband, better better businessman, better architect, better communicator. Right? There are guys and girls in my life that are ten times better than I'll ever be in something.
1: But I if, try to do it outside of power. I, I told my wife, "Thank you for sharing this with me. I, I've learned to be a better person. I've learned to be a better man." My wife is My wife is, is a little couple of years older than me. My wife's my wife's a trauma nurse, right? So she she's seen a lot of stuff. Right. And, and I, I every once in a while, I, 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 I listen to her and I say, you know what? This has nothing to do with the fire department, but it just has every bit of me just learning from you as a person. And and I appreciate you sharing stuff like that with me. G- you know, we, we, we if we can acknowledge that, that people are sometimes, if not better than us, it's OK. It makes us more authentic people.
0: You know, I, you know what happens when you when you truly believe in what we're talking about? You check your stuff, you check your own stuff at the door. It makes for a better life, and I'll tell you why. This isn't some, like, just, you know, ridiculous, like, grandioso idea, right? Put your headphones back on. Cut the shit. The, the point is this, right? So
1: good, when You're you so when
0: When you buy into it, you become a player in it, meaning you'll take a minute, take a breath, and listen to other people. I'm a better husband today than I was yesterday, and I'm a better father today than I was yesterday, let alone a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. It's because as I'm believing what I'm talking about more and more, as I mature and get older, I'm really buying into it matters about the people around me, and it's not just me. I used to be so focused on me. And I, I mean, literally, and I still struggle with this. I'm not, again, I'm guilty of everything I'm talking about. There are days that is 100% Jeremy and it's focused 100% of the time on me because that's what I need that day. Whether it's stroking my own ego, whether I have, a, I'm on a, a mission and I have to get something done and it's just my way and it's going to be this way today. But then there has to be other days that you're all in on other people and you're, you'll do things for them. You'll listen, you'll sit back. There's no such thing as balance. Balance is a tipping scale. It's 80-20, 60-40, 50-50, whatever it is that day. Whatever you need versus what you can give, right? Ultimately, if you give more than you take, and I've said that from day one. I tell the guys with National Fire Radio that all the time. I'll leave money on the table. I'll leave anything on the table if it means that we give more than we take. Because I firmly believe in that equation. If you give more, you win. And yeah. what I'm finding is now more than ever for me, it's personal fulfillment. It's experiences. It's time, more time with my family, more time with my children, more quality time with my wife. Those things I value more today than I thought I could ever value. And in the fire service, we all know this. RJ, you can speak to it too. You travel, you go to the firehouse, you teach, you train, you travel, you further your own education, you have everything in front of you, right? You're busy, busy, busy. When we lose sight of what's important,
1: we lose. I, I tell you, man, and, and I don't I don't have any problem sharing my own personal stuff if it helps somebody else. I, I was there, mm-hmm. right? I, I had times where our my, my wife's and I marriage was was uh touch and go, man. Hundred percent. Because of hundred percent. I'm so focused on this, I'm missing out on this. And when I figured out, bro, how I can do both, because all my wife wanted to do was be a part of it. She's not even a firefighter. She just wanted to be a part of it because I'm doing it. And she sees how important it is to me and the relationships that I'm making and the happiness that I get to when I'm around these other guys doing the same job that I have. My wife just wanted to be a part of it. Now my wife gets to come to, to conferences with me. My wife understands. My, my wife can probably teach a forced entry class. So same as my daughter, right? Because they're just being around it. And I think it's really cool that like somebody like you and, and me have the same exact situations and we've figured out how to navigate it and, and be able to be inclusive of it. Right now. I think my, my marriage and my wife is so much better because now I'm listening to her. She's listening to me. We're engaged in this whole thing together. My wife does not care about the fire service. She cares about me being happy about the fire service and her getting to do it with me. That's it. That's it. And you met her. You know how she
0: is. <laughs> I'm quiet because I'm sitting here shaking my head in agreement with you on all. My eyes are tearing up. If you can see them on camera, they're actually because what you just said is 100% my life. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was so focused on all my own bullshit that I was missing things at home and I was disconnected. Right. And I needed to get grounded here again and understand that in order for me to be good, my rock... At home, my home is my rock. My children, my wife, my family, that's my rock. And I was taking them for granted because I was so focused on my own shit that when I came back around to the time when I needed my rock, maybe my rock wasn't as strong as it used to be and it's my fault. It's not their fault, it's my fault. It's what you do with that. Do you make yourself better? Do you say, do you recognize that the fault should maybe come back to me? it's the same with the firehouse. Can you can you humbly point the finger at yourself and tell yourself you have to do better? Or do you fuck up on the fire ground and then go back home at the end of that shift or at the end of that volunteer run and you, "Bye, honey. I love you. She's leaving." She just poked her head in. <laughs> I love you. Um it's but I talk about this. She's right down the hall. She's leaving, right? And she can hear me through the office door. Like she can hear me. This isn't this isn't bullshit. This is this is real life and this is where I think Guys like you and I can affect change. We can educate our people. You, bouncing around from firehouse to firehouse as a covering boss right now, you can tell this story in five different firehouses in, in, in three weeks. Think about that. We have the ability to tell if we're willing to share our stories and experiences and we're willing to share and be authentic and real, we can, we can make a difference. We can make a change. I don't know what my marriage would have looked like or my relationship with my children if I stayed on the path of focusing on Jeremy and Jeremy only. And I had to really come to really a hard understanding that you better refocus your priorities here. Now, you do need to have that satisfaction in life, your your own fulfillment. You have to have that. Agreed. 100%. Because if you're not good, your marriage isn't going to be good. The fire—you won't be good at the firehouse, right? You have to be good in life, and you have to unpack what that requires. Everybody, RJ, you got different requirements than I have. We have to know what we need in our lives, but we have to allow those around us to be a part of that. We have to be and, honest, and it's,
1: and it's such a small gesture. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how small of a gesture it was. It's just because I was so focused on on other things, but it's. It all starts back to what we talked about way when we started this, right? It's if we want to. It's if we want to, right? And if if you realize what it is and we want to fix it, we we just have to man up and get it done. You know, I I think that my, even my daughter, man, she she likes to come to the fire trainings because she just gets to hang out with me. I wanted to put her in summer, uh, a female firefighter summer camp. She wants nothing to do with it. Because I'm not there, right? But she just wants to come hang out with me. She wants to be there with me. She doesn't care about the fires. She just wants to come hang out. And so guess what? So she comes, you know? And and, and I I make sure before she leaves school, I say, mm-hmm. hey, put your Capital Fire, capi, put your Capital Fire sweatshirt on and give me a couple YouTube followers at school today. But she just wants to be involved. And if that's the little part that they want, bro, it takes nothing for me to make it a bigger part on my end. to Make it happen. And And I'll be honest with you, bro. It was not that long ago I figured it out. Because I tell you, if I didn't figure it out, I, I probably wouldn't be here with my wife today. And I'm glad that I am because I had to take time to figure it out. And it was, I would say, last year we went to a conference together. My wife came just to sell T-shirts. And we ended up sitting in on a class and we learned so much. And then we just, we grow from this. And now, you know, it's, like I said, she doesn't care about the fire service. She just wants to be around me and what makes me happy. And I try to do the same for her. And that's, that's what we have to do we have to identify what it is that we are missing and then we have to figure out just like the fire service how can i make this better for the next tour and in our situation or how our our lives outside of the fire service how can i make it better for the next day that's it that's it bro you know are you listening to me i am and th- and that's and that's the best
0: part about this is like, <laughs> you know, this is this is why like I'm I'm sitting here like digesting the last, you know, fifty three minutes right now of
1: this because kind of- the tail end of this we don't normal guys don't want to talk about it.
0: It's you that, know? but it's also too like if you don't, I challenge people that are going to listen to this. I mean, we get thousands and thousands of downloads on every episode, right? So like. I challenge the people that listen to this episode that if you don't have somebody in your life that you can have a conversation like this with, find someone. Now, here's the issue. Maybe you're not willing to have this conversation because you don't want to confront it yourself. You can't talk to someone else about it until you're ready to talk to yourself about it. I had to do some really hard reflection in my life, um, and I can tell you that I'm better for it, and I'm grateful that I figured it out. And then I figured out that I need to surround myself with some people that I can honestly have open and honest conversations with. And that's what the last hour has been with you is it's just funny because you and I would have this conversation, whether it was a podcast or not, right? you know, and that's what I think people need to really come to understand is that what we're trying to do here, what this is, this is literally, I have these conversations every single day with people in my life. I want to share them because I recognize what the last hour has done for me. It makes me better. So why not share that, man? Because not everybody has an RJ in their life. Not everybody has a friend or someone they can talk to or somebody to give them sound advice. And so I recognize that. I'm a lucky guy. I'm a lucky guy that I have people that I can lean on. But I know not everybody has
1: people they can lean on. I also try to be that guy for other people, because you know there you're right, man. Me and you, we and, and our company we keep, we are very fortunate. We've had good mentors over the years, good people that we can talk to. Uh, I'm very blessed, man. I'm very very blessed, and I, I get that people, some people may not have that. So I try to be that guy. And 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 honestly, I feel like sometimes that's the reason why sometimes I can be stretched a little thin.
0: Oh, I'm it's stretched thin like all it. the time. I agree with you. I want
1: to give to everybody. Yep. man. Everybody's my friend. I want to be there for everybody, and and I think that um that's one of those things, man. You just have to realize, like, hey, man, that's it's 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 hard, right? It's really hard, but to having that conversation, being able to engage in it, and and acknowledge it, is we we've been saying this over and over all, all all afternoon. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta realize it, you gotta acknowledge it, and you gotta do something about it. Mm. That's what that's what we. That's what we do in the fire service. Talk to
0: me. The Key City Fire Conference, March 14, 15, 16, ending on St. Paddy's Day for the big blast in Frederick County. Break it down for me. What does this look like?
1: What are we doing? So I gotta be honest, man. Let me let me just tell you why this thing, this key city. That's fire what conference. I want to
0: know. I want to know all about this. I want to know why you're taking on this task. Because, brother, God bless you. Let me tell you something,
1: Frederick County, Maryland has Frederick County Fire Department has a lot of good firefighters that don't often get looked at or seen. And the biggest thing that we want to do with this conference is highlight our guys who just may need that push up on that national platform, the opportunity to speak in front of a crowd outside of the academy, but still on their home turf. And that's the reason why we're doing this. I, I'll be honest with you. Everybody found out about the conference yesterday. Frederick County Firefighters knew about it weeks ago because they get, they got the first opportunity to be uh, invited to do something for their hometown, their own department, and their own opportunity. And And as we all want to do, all the guys on the committee, and we have a great, great committee of guys, but our mission is to lift our people up, give them that push, give them that bump, let them have an opportunity to talk. Let them have an opportunity to speak. Let them have an opportunity to share their knowledge. So we say, you know what? Let's do it. Let's give them an opportunity. We'll make our own conference here. And they can feel more comfortable talking. They can feel more confident. And And let's bring in some other guys who do this on the regular. And let's put them with these guys that are our guys and pair them up. And everybody learns. Whether you're learning how to teach for the first time or you've been teaching for 20 years. Help another guy who's learning. Because i'll be honest a lot of a lot of our guys never just had an opportunity i am forever grateful that seven years ago i got my first opportunity to talk on a national platform firehouse magazine um and and i was a young kid taking firehouse classes but somebody gave me an opportunity to to speak on a national platform and i feel like it's only right that we give other people that just an opportunity i there was that the first time speaking on a national platform that made me comfortable to talk anywhere across the country. And maybe we just need to give our guys an opportunity. So you know what? With all of the guys on the committee and the friends and, and, and the networking that we have, we're going to bring a national platform to Frederick and make guys feel comfortable and let guys feel comfortable doing it. So March 14, 15, we're going to do lectures, uh, a bunch of outside people from all over America that, that teach amongst guys from Frederick County Fire Rescue that are going to teach. March 16th, we're going to do hands-on training um, on our on our training academy, which, you know, we have everything there. So we're going to do a lot of different training. Right now, we have a call for papers open so people can submit if they want to submit a, a, a class for hands-on or lecture. And then we're going to do hands-on training March 16th. At the evening of March 16th, we're going to pack everything up, put everything in a way. And on March 17th, we're going to just party like rock stars, like firemen do on St. Paddy's Day. And everybody's going to get together. They're going to talk about the last three days that they had of learning. They've already made friends with each other. And we're just going to just sit back and relax and have a good time and just bond like firemen do. And that's going to be exactly what this conference is about. Learning, lifting guys up on national platforms, highlighting guys who locally have businesses. We got. We got guys in Frederick County that have helmet restoration businesses. We got guys in Frederick County that do all these different things. They're just not nationally recognized, and we got to give them an opportunity. So we're going to give them an opportunity. And on March 17th, we're just going to hang out and socialize and talk about the last three days of brotherhood, sisterhood, and bonding over green beers. That's it. That's the conference.
0: It should be said Frederick County throws a hell of a St. Paddy's Day, so uh, it is a destination to be. Uh, I was just looking at the calendar while we were talking. So the 17th is a Sunday. So St. Paddy's Day is on a Sunday this year. So the conference is going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the breakdown on Sunday for St. Patty's Day and the camaraderie and brotherhood that day. On top of the lecture and hands-on, you're going to be doing night things as well. Like This is an all-inclusive, like a whole lot of things happening in Frederick County.
1: Yeah, and if I could, man, I would be remiss if I didn't actually get a chance to – while we're still in the beginning phases of this, thank uh our union, our president of our union, Stephen Jones, who uh and him and his board of directors are fantastic. Got behind this. There was not one uh one 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 no vote in the in the in the co- in the conference planning decision with the board. Uh our fire chief who there was no questions asked about it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Um and and everybody's supporting it. Our department, our members of our department, guys who don't you don't see normally talk, uh talk about or or normally hear from, they're out. They're sharing the post. We exciting. had a guy yesterday, Jeremy post uh the the save the date for the conference on his social media. He don't post on social media, period. He's a look he's a browser, not a poster. This dude shared the content. He wants he wants to help. So that's what we want to do. We want to get everybody involved and we're gonna do it.
0: You know, it's cool, right? So when things like this happen, um, you get get people that want to promote it, and they go out, and they push, and they want to educate people about what you're doing, and bring in outsiders, and this and that, right? I think some of the best things you could do when you promote a conference like this that represents your own department, you get incredible buy-in from your own people because because their management, their leaders within their organization believe in their culture and their department and want to share that with outsiders. And so you get tremendous amount of sense of pride and buy-in from your from your everyday firemen that are in your city because they see that you're promoting this on a national level. And I think that that speaks volumes. And you want to talk about a culture that will win? That is it right there. Every and time. And
1: sometimes about. you just need to somebody say yo man I believe in you bro if it wasn't for somebody saying hey man I bro I inherited one of the biggest force entry programs in the country right Sh- shout out to Captain Captain Morris when he was uh, on a job in New York City Captain Morris was the force entry guy I've been I was taking his classes when I was a young guy when I was a, I was 18 19 years old learning from Captain Morris when Captain Morris retired I I I I, I said hey I would like an opportunity to, just to teach it took one person to say hey man I believe in you. I'm going to give you a shot. And, And I've been teaching it ever since. I inherited the program after a legend, right? And I realized that if it was not for somebody giving me an opportunity, I wouldn't be able to be where I am today. So why not me get my six other closest friends that I work with, right? And let's all say, hey, we believe in all you guys. And let's give our own guys a chance. Somebody might just need the same thing I needed, which is, yo, man, I believe in you. And I got six other guys to say, yo, we believe in you. Let's do this.
0: Opportunity, man. Here it is. <laughs> That's awesome. It's exciting. So the Key City Fire Conference, March 14, 15, 16, St. Paddy's Day on 17, Frederick County, Maryland. Where can people find info on social media, right, and so on? Where can they Where can they find out yeah, more so, info?
1: Uh, check us out on um, Instagram, City underscore fire keycity_fireconf- uh, not the full word conference, but conf- uh, on Instagram. And then uh, also we have a Facebook page, Key City Fire Conference, a uh, website, keycityfireconference.org, um, which you uh, you can find online. However, uh, the, the website will go live on the uh, 13th. Awesome. So uh, right now the website's under construction. Yeah, this and is the super, super new. I do want to say uh, is that what this conference is for. Um, I talked about what we are going to do uh, at the conference, but I didn't talk about what the conference is for. This conference is a fundraiser for two things. Um, the Frederick County Firefighters Benevolent Fund, which is a fund um, that we raise money for when something happens, anything happens to our guys, uh, their families, they need something, we, we, we take this money we give it to them. When a guy goes to the hospital, we put his family up. When a guy gets hurt. We make sure that, that he has funds and everything that he can use or she can use to to take care of themselves, to get them back on their feet. That's what this fund is for. And then as long as uh as as well as that, we're also working with Nextrung, uh, who is a nonprofit organization that does big and mental health PTSD, um, those kind of stuff. Th- that kind of stuff. So we are it's a twofold fundraiser and we're raising money for those two things, which is what the fire service needs to continue to, to be helped when we're down. So that's what this conference is for. Awesome. Thanks for letting me share that.
0: A hundred percent, man. I mean, listen, it makes this job better. We're pushing this job forward. You guys are willing to put in the time and effort to put together a final product that is going to only make this job better. I mean, how do we not talk about that and, and share that? So I want to say something to you before we part ways here. Thank you. Today was. In a conversation that I didn't think we were gonna have, and it was a freaking awesome conversation. And you know, I think that you know, so often we talk about people's careers, we talk about different things, you know, fundamentally or operationally. But I think the most value we can do and the most things, the most value we can give people are maybe some experiences and tools that we've discovered over time that allows us just to be better people which then makes her a better firefighter. That's what this conversation was today, bro. Thank you. It was awesome.
1: Well, thanks for having me, bro, as always. Um, that's funny man because we we share the same brain. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually wanted to tell you thank you, man. I do not only appreciate you having me on, but I do like the fact that sometimes I can just sit and listen to you as well and sometimes I I can get off Off track a little bit. And sometimes I need somebody to help me remind me what we're about, what we're trying to do, what our overall mission is. And you have a very, very good platform to remind all of us, not just me, the entire fire service community, what our mission is and what we're about. And sometimes we can get off track and sometimes we can lose sight of that, not for any ill intention, but we just get too busy or wrapped up that we forget what it can be. Uh, But no organization, the United States military, the fire department, the police department, nobody can operate without a mission. And if everybody knows what the mission is, then everybody has something to work towards. And sometimes people forget what the mission is. But when when you know that you have a place that you can go back to and read the mission or see the mission or hear the mission, it helps put everybody back on track. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you for always keeping... National Fire Radio, a place to be the mission to get people to either read, listen, or go backwards to see what the mission is and when we get off track to remind it how to get back on track. So thank you, bro.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Thanks. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, there are days I need to pick me up, too. You know, it's funny. Uh, I got one or two guys that... Uh, one guy in particular that is like my rock on a lot of different topics, usually when it comes to business or ideas, the creative side of what we do. And um, he and I have these conversations every once in a while. And, and, you know, um, sometimes you need it. Sometimes, you know, we all are human and we all need pick me ups. And and what you see, and this energy that I have that I bring forward on this platform is me. But like we said earlier there are off days too and those those days are you know not as common as the on days but when i do have an off day we need to pick up and uh you know you're one of those guys that slide that picture you sent me a couple you know a week or two ago and and so on just a random text message that stuff goes a very long way um and you know it's validation for me too to be sure that what we're doing the time spent on this project the 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 effort put in um, is being received in a way that I know we're making a positive impact. And and I, I believe that. I know we are. And I I appreciate that, man. I really do. That means a lot. So thank you. Appreciate you.
1: Of course, bro.
0: All right. Enough of this sappy shit, pal. Thank you for joining me. Um, you are a sexy individual. Where are you, teach? You got anything coming up? You got anything going on?
1: Yeah, bro. I'll be in West Virginia this weekend. I'm working uh, Thursday. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be back home, actually, with uh, the guys from uh, Engine and Squad 3. I'll be home with them on Thursday. Nice. And and, uh, this weekend I'll be in, uh, I'll be in uh, West Virginia. And then uh, next week I'll be in Connecticut at the uh, EMS pro fire conference. Oh, cool. Good. i got a couple more things and then wrapping it up for the year. We'll get ready to start focusing on next year.
0: Good. RJ. Thank you, brother, Robert James. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for joining me on the show. Capital fire training, Frederick County, Maryland and everything above this guy's traveling everywhere, teaching, spreading a good word and uh, just spent an hour with me today. Just, Talking shop and uh, I appreciate it, pal. Thanks for bringing a lot of value to the conversation today. Appreciate you.
1: As always, love you, bro. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. I'm going to sign off. I'm not done with you yet. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. It's not just about stretching lines, throwing ladders and putting fire out. We're telling stories. We're capturing stories, but we're also sharing experiences. And that's literally what today was. It was uh, RJ and I just going down a road of talking about how to be a better human being. Not that we know how to do that, but we've we've learned a thing or two along the way. Um, and, uh, you know, I I just challenge you with that. I challenge all of you that uh, to be a good fireman, to be a good firefighter, you got to be a good person. It starts at home, starts with yourself. And uh, well, anyway, thanks for tuning in. Enough, enough lecturing and talking about that. Move on, take this conversation, take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Because when we talk about the job, we are making the job better. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.